Hello and welcome to the Making Mommy Move show where we help other moms to feel empowered to create a business while raising their kids. I am your host, Alyssa Morton, author of Welcome to the Room Mama. As a mom of two kids under two years old, I built five businesses before I was 26. On this show, we like to bring you a variety of moms in different phases and stages to share their stories, heart-learned lessons, and shed light into how they built their own successful businesses while raising their families. Tune in every week as we spotlight a new empowering mompreneur to help you on your journey of mompreneurship and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. Let's get into it. Podcasts are my favorite way to absorb content as a mompreneur, especially when commuting to a work conference, meeting, or event. I know you love podcasts as much as I do, so that's why I created Fire Fridays. Similar to a book club, every week I email you a podcast episode that I recently listened to that sparked inspiration, a new idea, or a question to consider for my growth and development as a mompreneur. And I want to share it with you. So get on the fire list at listmorton.com slash fire. That's L-Y-S-S-M-O-R-T-O-N dot com slash fire, F-I-R-E. On the Making Mommy Move show, you know I love to interview successful mompreneurs. And on today's episode, we've got one of the best. Angie Garner is the best-selling author of Time Millionaire, podcast host with over 100,000 downloads, wealth strategist, and a top 1% network marketer. Angie's mission is to show women how to build true wealth by living in alignment with their core values. She mentors her team and clients on ways to build multiple income streams and steward their money wisely. And you know how much I love to give away books on the show, so when you listen to this episode, tag a screenshot on Instagram, tag me and Angie both on our platforms, and we're going to send you a free copy of her book to the first 10 people that share the podcast. So let's get into the episode. All right, everybody. I'm so excited to welcome Angie Garner to the Making Mommy Move show. Angie, welcome. What? That's so good to be here. I'm so excited to connect with you. Can you share with everybody a little bit about your background and how you are doing everything that you are now? Of course, of course. So I've always been an entrepreneur, Alyssa. I started my personal training business in college. And this was right when the Great Recession was hitting. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm not even going to try to go into the, the job force. I'm going to just I'm just going to rock this. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And it ended up turning out well for me. A lot of my friends ended up on back at home. It was really, really a tough landscape, but I was living downtown Seattle. I opened up a gym in 2010 and I got a really a fast track to entrepreneurship doing that. I, I call it my MBA in business because it cost me a lot of money to open a gym and did not have the returns I was hoping for. So by 2011, I was sitting there. I was I had $40,000 of debt from that gym. I was up at 4.30 a.m. to start work at 5 a.m. and I was working until 9 p.m. And you know you can handle that type of hustle when you're in your early 20s, but I thought to myself, there's no way I can continue at this pace. And so by 2011, I really became open to really any income stream that I could create where I could have some leverage. And that's when I landed on network marketing, now known as social selling, because it's really it's really matured in a way that can be done completely online. But back then, I was doing living room parties. I was going to hotel meetings every two weeks. I learned like what I call the old school way of network marketing, and it really 
it taught me a lot about connecting and marketing and selling and leadership. So I was grateful for that. So I, I've been in the network marketing space uh, 11 years. Um, I've earned over a million dollars in network marketing. It's been my primary income. And it has provided a lot of creative freedom for me. So I've written a book. Um, I have a podcast. I obviously work with my team. And I'm actually about to launch a wealth strategy part of my services as well. So I'm dedicated to helping people get their time back. That's my primary thing. And time is money. So we have to do that in a way where we're, we're creating multiple income streams. Oh, I love this. So do you still have the gym or you got rid of it? Oh, that baby was bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> now that I realized, I just didn't want to be tied down. I didn't want to be tied down to a location. And uh, that was downtown Seattle. I realized I didn't even want to live in downtown Seattle after a while. So uh, I did uh, relinquish that gym and just moved everything online. Amazing. Oh, I love this. Okay. So when you were starting your business, did you have any kind of like limiting mindsets and beliefs that started to come up, especially when you were going into the like online space and the network marketing space and that kind of transition? Um, Every day. (laughs) I still do, Alyssa, because even though I've, you know, achieved a handful of goals, I still don't feel anywhere close to what I really want to do. And so it's a daily, it's a daily practice to believe in myself and a daily practice to care more about my goals and dreams than what other people think. I was just sharing this with my team this morning because, you know, something social selling has a stigma about it, mm-hmm. uh, less more than it used to, but it still does. And if you're brand new to it, people can, you can get really in your head like, oh no, what are people going to think? And same with any entrepreneurship venture, really. And I told my team this morning, I said, look, this business is not rocket science, but the hardest part of it is you getting out of your own way. You have to get out of your own way. And mostly that means up in your mind mm-hmm. because your mind will constantly try to pull you down and, and make up stories that are false. And so you have to decide what you're going to believe. So true. So what do you do when everybody around you is like you're supposed to be like your support system, right? Like your parents, your grandparents, your siblings, your cousins, like your friends. What do you do when they're putting you down to? I take any advice given to me with really no face value if the person is not living the life that I want. And to be honest, Alyssa, none of my family members are living the life I want. And so I just brush it off and move on with my life. I I just don't care. Like I have one life to live. And so someone else's opinion, it's not going to weigh. I will take mentorship and I will take life advice from people that have the life I want. What if, if they have the type of marriage I want, then I'll listen about marriage. If they have the type of financials that I want, I'll listen about finances. That's good advice. I hope everybody takes it away because you can't take advice from somebody that's never been where you want to go and it's not going to do you any good to listen to it. In my book that I'm getting ready to launch, it comes out in a couple of weeks. Like we talk all about that concept of getting in the room with the people that you want to be around and it's called Welcome to the Room Mama. And I think everybody needs to really take that in this year and make sure that they're putting themselves in spaces that are going to bring them forward and help them on their track with their goals because staying where you are right now is not going to change anything or help you in the process. So what are your favorite places to connect with more people and to get in those rooms? I am always committed to going to conferences a few times a year. I always go to my company's conference. I'm committed to that. And I I usually will go to another leadership conference. So that's all company specific. But I also will go to at least a conference or some sort of mastermind or retreat that has nothing to do with my company because I want to get around people in other spaces in entrepreneurship to hear what they're doing about marketing and leadership. So I, I invest. 
I invest in getting in the room. I always have. I always will. And I will tell you what, with a four-year-old and a one-year-old, it is exponentially harder than it ever was. When I was in my 20s with no kids, oh, sure, I'll jump on a plane. I actually just got an invite to be in New Orleans today. And the invite came on Tuesday. And I was like, man, if I had family support, I don't. And if I had a full-time nanny, I don't. Then I probably could swing it. But to put that type of burden on my husband with his full-time pressure of a job, it, it's just, you, you're going to constantly have to make decisions like that. So I will say it is much harder with small kids, but not impossible. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Just last week, I went to my first conference for podcasting and it was incredible like to be able to get away from my kids for a little bit and actually like have some time to focus on my growth and my goals and like yes. me time, you know, because it seems selfish as a mom, you know, to want to take the time away from them. But also you have to frame it in a way that it's like, this is making me happy. It's filling my cup, but it's also propelling me forward towards my goals by putting me around these people that are going to help me, you know, learn something new, make a connection, build a relationship. They are going to be able to introduce you to new people that you need to be in contact with in the future like there's so many benefits that come from it. I think it's a necessity as an entrepreneur. And yes, it is much harder with kids. But you know what I do with my four-year-old is I set her down. I say, here's why mommy's doing this. Even adding appointments to my schedule, even if I'm not traveling. But I say, hey, I'm going for this trip to Disney World and you get to come with me. And so I make it a family goal of what I'm going after because she doesn't really understand the concept of money or career yet. But she's starting to get it, but I don't want her to have a negative view of work. Mm -hmm. And so I really over communicate and I'm super, super honest about that. That's amazing. So how do you feel like with the one-year-old? I have a one-year-old also, so it's difficult. They don't understand everything. I have a one-year-old and a two-year-old, so they both really don't get it. Yeah. So I'm curious what you have to say about that. Well, I mean, you're definitely in the toughest stage because that's also when they tend to be the most clingy. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I went to a, a mom's meetup yesterday where you actually hang out with moms and you put your kids in the daycare. And it was the first time in months that my one-year-old went in without crying, right? So you, you're dealing with it, like a lot of attachment. My advice there is you have to let go of the guilt because they will make you feel guilty. Even my, mm -hmm. but just, um, I have childcare right now and even just handing, he's in the home with me, but just handing him to the babysitter. He's like, no, you know, but I, I got to let go of the guilt because I'm, I'm really doing the best I can. We do live in a time where most families need dual income. And also, even if we didn't need my income, I really enjoy building a business. And so this is for me. So I can't feel guilty about that. Yeah. We talk about that all the time on here. Like, if I were to have my kids at home with me and I were a full-time mom in the sense of that they're with me 24-7, mm -hmm. I don't think I would still have kids. Like, there was no way. Like, I would be in an asylum of some sort because there's no way. It, a full-time stay-at-home mom, I mean, I essentially am a stay-at-home mom that has childcare a few hours a week so I can run multiple businesses. It's not easy either, but this is the way I'd prefer. I'd prefer this than going to a job for 10 hours a day where I'm not in control of my time. And I'd prefer this to earn as much as I, if I really am capable of, opposed to someone telling me what my salary is. So I prefer this, but it's it's not easy. I, I actually considered for a hot second, what if I was just a stay-at-home mom? Like, and I, I mean, I don't mean just because it's the hardest job in the world, but I just knew I would lose the part of myself and I'd be pretty unhappy. Oh, I'm so glad that you said this because entrepreneurship has never made me more fulfilled in my entire life. And I'm glad to hear that you feel the same way because 
I feel like more moms need to hear this, that like you find a new piece of yourself once you start and take chances on yourself and build your confidence and entrepreneurship and owning a business and being able to come up with ideas and act on them and know that nobody's putting them down or making you feel inferior or that you're not respected or valued in any way. Like this is your business. You get to do everything you want with it. Yes. So what are some of your goals like for the future? Just curious, like what you're working toward. So I'm in, I've been in this transitional stage because I was with a network marketing company for eight years and I thought you're just with one company forever. But that company really unexpectedly restructured in 2019 and I needed a new place to land. And then I partnered with a company for three and a half years and had great success there, but it just it never really felt like the right fit, like home for me. And so I went on quite the adventure the last few months to really seek out a partnership with a company that was very aligned with where I want to go. I've always had a vision to earn six figures a month with network marketing. So income wise, we're going for seven figures. That's been the vision. But there's a lot more to it. You know, it's not just chasing the money. It's really what sort of legacy are you building? And network marketing is just a piece of that. And so the other piece that I am working towards right now is I'm getting ready to launch my wealth strategy services because I've always helped people make money. And now I I have been wanting a way to really teach them and have services to help them steward and grow and protect their money. Because again, my overall mission is to relieve the stress of finances and families. And so it takes both. You have to earn the amount that you need to cover your lifestyle and to invest, but you also need to know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So that you don't work until you're 75 have an actual retirement plan in place. So that's next for me. I know that I'll write more books in the future. I know that I'm going to raise my babies well and uh, definitely plan a trip to Spain next next year because we miss Europe a lot. We love Europe. One of our big dreams as a family um, is to spend a year abroad in Italy. So we're planning that for 2026, um, having the kids in international school and just taking a whole year to go enjoy that lifestyle. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I love that you're creating a wealth management aspect of your business because so many people are going after like, how do I make more money? How do I make more money? But they're spending it all. (laughs) Well, that's what happened with me, Alyssa. You know, I've always made a good six-figure income. And at one point, my husband's like, but where's it all going? Because after taxes and business expenses and childcare, there's not really a whole lot left over. Like, you're right. And I just, I really had gotten to a place where I was just overspending on expenses. Like any problem, I'm like, let's just throw money at it. I wasn't dialed in on where every dollar was going. And so I had to go through this process and everything I teach, every service I have, it's because I've gone through it. Even as a personal trainer, when I was really helping people transform their bodies, because I had gone through it. I want to talk a little bit more about the financial management aspect because I think everybody needs that. And if there's anything that you can, you're willing to share is amazing. This is something like we've been working really hard to break. It's like, we call it our generational curses. Like our parents grew up in a paycheck to paycheck like they still live paycheck to paycheck. My grandparents are working until they're 90, like no retirement. They were like, we don't want that life for ourselves. And we don't want that life for our kids. And everybody around us is still living that kind of lifestyle where they're working nine to five, 10 to, you know, like seven to five, eight to six, whatever it looks like. And that's just the life. And then they drink it away, like on the weekend or whatever, you know, just to try to feel numb to the workday. So I'm curious, like, Can you give any advice for people that are looking to break that kind of cycle where they're living paycheck to paycheck? Like, 
obviously they need to get in on their expenses and know what's happening, but anything else that you can share? I mean, you're exactly right. It always starts with clarity. Just like when I was helping someone transform their body, we took measurements. You got to know where you're starting point. You have to know what is your debt at? What is the interest rates at? How much you got coming in? Or convert, you know, my husband and I have always been in sales positions. We've never had like a set income. So we have to be even more rigid with doing this more often. Um, So it's getting very, very clear. Um, Then of course, coming up with a plan, if, if you aren't making enough income to pay off your debt with speed, you know, I always recommend multiple incomes to pay off debt. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're, you're trying to live off, you know, beans and rice and nobody wants to live that, like that for five years. So I'm a big believer to pay off debt. And my husband and I have paid off $95,000 of debt. I'm a big believer of adding an income stream, which is why I'm such a huge proponent proponent of direct sales. Direct sales isn't the only ball game, but it's a great one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So adding, looking for a way that you can add an income stream without more time, ideally. Of course, there are side hustles. You can drive for Uber, et cetera. You do what you got to do to get debt-free. Then you really start transitioning into growing your money because here's what's what's amazing. Now you don't have those debt payments. And if you've been building another income stream, now you have even more income. So you, you have more cash ready to grow. Then I recommend putting it in a place where you have the best tax advantage, like a guaranteed growth plan. And so there's a specific way that I help people called infinite banking. And I'm not going to get completely into that concept, but if you want to talk about this, send me a DM on Instagram at the real Angie Garner. This is a lesser known way of of planning your retirement, but I strongly believe it is the superior way to putting your money in stocks, which are extremely unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So, um, without getting too detailed, that's the formula. You gotta, you gotta earn more. You gotta get debt free, and then you have to have a plan to protect and grow that money. Now, many of my my clients will then take that money that they've invested into their own family bank and and buy real estate or hard assets with it. Mm-hmm. So that's the process that needs to really break that generational curse because I'm in the same place. My dad's in a state-funded nursing home in his early 70s. My mom has zero retirement plan. She's mm-hmm. I don't even know how she pays rent. She has no plan. And I look at their lives and I go, that is absolutely not going to happen in our family anymore. And so I call it the one, being the one in your family to mm-hmm. decide to break that, which is you know something Ed Milet talks about. If yeah, I love him. Yeah. So I'm the one in my family and it is a responsibility, but I just can't see it any other way. I just won't won't settle in life. I love that. And I hope that everybody listening takes that advice because I know a lot of us are starting in that debt kind of position. And I I really like I'm a believer that society kind of directs you to that lifestyle. They want you to be in that debt. They want you to rely on, you know, going to college and all of these things. And I'm not a believer in that, but <laughs> I'm sure you're not either because you're an entrepreneur also. But take the steps, start working toward your goal of financial freedom and definitely send you a DM because that sounds amazing what you're working on. Any last advice that you can give to everybody, you know, when they're looking to start their business and just trying to balance everything as a mom also? You have to create space in your day to get quiet because when you're creating something from your heart, you need to have that introspection to really get to know yourself more and know what you stand for and know what your mission is. That's the hardest work. Because when you get that, because what happens a lot of times is maybe you get into your business, it's like, okay, I got to pick my niche and then got to come up with my content plan. 
but you don't ever do the inner work. So you don't even know what you want to niche in in the first place. Mm-hmm. So as a mom, I know it's tough. I'm one of those who's like, if I'm not up at 5 a.m., I don't get any time. So I am an early bird. My husband and I create our lifestyle that way where we are morning people naturally. But after we put the kids in bed at seven, we start getting ready for bed. We're not up watching Netflix till 10 p.m. Okay, maybe on Fridays. All right, Fridays, maybe Saturdays. A date night every once a week, you know? Yeah. yeah. But we are disciplined in that way because we have to perform at a high level. We hold ourselves to that standard, but having that alone time, you know, another thing we do is once a quarter, instead of weekly date nights, we use our our budget to do, you know, a date night here and there, but we really focus on a quarterly getaway. Oh, I love that. It's just two nights usually, um, because that's how we can swing with childcare, but it's two nights. There's a, a resort 45 minutes from where we live. It's where we go. And it's time to think and reflect and be together. And you need to schedule in and budget in that time. Oh, I love that idea. Thank you for sharing that with us. I've been making it a priority this year to plan and go to conferences. So like we just booked one for uh, April with Brendan Burchard and everybody Ooh, over there. Which one is it? It's with Growth Day, like with his network. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun, but it's our anniversary weekend. Like that week's really cool. Let's go together and make it like a date, you know, like let's enjoy this. Is it is it in California? No, it's in Texas, in Austin. Okay, there you go. Get some Austin flavor. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Angie. Just share with everybody again where they can find you and DM you and listen to your podcast also. Yes. All right, guys. So my podcast is called The Angie Garner Podcast. You can find me on the socials, TikTok, Instagram at the real Angie Garner and AngieGarner.com for anything else. But I'm excited to talk with you guys. Thanks for having me on, Alyssa. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you for coming. Building a business while raising your kids isn't for the faint of heart. And it's easier when you're guided along your journey from someone that's walked the walk before you and continues the journey along with you. By growing five successful businesses before I turned 26, earning six figures in my first zero business, and engrossing myself in the entrepreneurial journey with two kids under two, I learned many hard lessons in mindset, time management, productivity, mom guilt, and entrepreneurship. I lay it all on the table for you in my Amazon best-selling book, Welcome to the Room Mama. 